0: Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Wreckingham Dollar, WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago, a good Karma brands radio station.
1: See, Abdallah, you have the people fired up to talk baseball. Full phone lines at 312-332-3776. <laughs> people want to get after it. No, they don't care. It's no January cares. 23rd, and people want to break down the hardball. They
2: absolutely do not. Some baseball. Football uh, we, season, we actually
1: bro. have uh, some important things to get to tonight, Abdallah. Uh, Mel Kuyper Jr. earlier today on ESPN.com released his mock draft 1.0, the very first one for this draft season. Why is it important to us and Chicago Bears fans? Will the Bears hold the number one pick? What will they do with it? There are so many different options. I think that's why this is such a fun conversation to have. There are so many different ways the Bears can go about this. And there's so much time, to be honest, that we can break down every single angle and side and opinion on this very topic. So this is what Mel Kiper has. The Bears selecting number one. They take Caleb Williams, quarterback from USC. The Commanders are number two. They select Jaden Daniels, the quarterback from LSU. Number three, the Patriots. They take Drake May, quarterback from North Carolina. So three quarterbacks off the board in the first three picks. Arizona is at four. They take Marvin Harrison Jr. from Ohio State. And the fifth pick would go to the Chargers, and they take Brock Bowers, tight end from Georgia. Abdallah, as we scroll down to the ninth pick, where the Bears have their second pick in the first round, the one that they owned originally, Uh, Mel Kuyper has the Bears taking Rome Adunze, the wide receiver from Washington. And so the Bears would be leaving the draft in the first round with Caleb Williams and Rome Adunze. If I told you a month ago that that's a, a, a realistic possibility, I think you'd be all about it. What about today? If the Bears could walk away with this today, when we get to the NFL draft, Roma Dunze and Caleb Williams, to me, that would be the perfect situation for the Chicago Bears.
2: Copy this draft. Send it up to Ryan Poles, so you don't need to do any more research. Mel just did it all for you. This is it. Package it. Get whatever you can. Obviously, if you get... Roma Dunze, you can't control whether or not he's there. The only one you can control is number one. That's it. And I think they're leaning in the direction. I think most analysts and most most NFL insiders believe that that's the way that they're going to go, is they're going to take Caleb Williams number one. I hope that Roma Dunze is there at nine. That would be great. I'd I'd take Malik Neighbors too. That would be great also if they they switch places. That's fine with me. I would take either of those wide receivers um, because I think those are the two... Most obvious needs for the Bears. I don't think they're going to go offensive line at nine. I don't think they're going to do that. Um, I don't think they're going to take left tackle there. Uh, I also don't think that they're going to go edge rusher because, according to this, Dallas Turner goes number eight to Alabama. Now, I believe, I'm scrolling. He would go to Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. He um, went to Alabama. He went to Alabama. Yes. He's going to Atlanta. That is correct. Uh, I don't see... Let me just... Uh, what I told Carmen to do last week. I oh, did uh, you tell him F. to do? Jared Verse doesn't go until 19 to the Rams. Okay. I would be fine if they took Verse there, too, if the wide receivers aren't there. But this, to me, is perfect. This is great. You address your quarterback situation... And you get another weapon for said quarterback. You already have DJ Moore who had a great season, established himself as already a number one wide receiver. Now we saw what he can do with a. I would. we can all agree that Justin Fields is probably the best quarterback he's ever had. And that hopefully whatever the bears draft at one, it's Caleb Williams will be an upgrade there. And that will help DJ Moore. Now adding Roma Dunze will only help the passing game even more, open it up even more because Darnell Mooney basically disappeared this season. So you do that, hopefully Tyler Scott can take a step up after his, regu- after his rookie year here. You already have Cole Komet, so I don't see them taking Brock Bowers. Plus, he's already off the board, according to Mel. So, I like this draft. I think it's perfect. To me, it's great. Okay, so if you just saw the list
1: online, you see it on social media, uh, you may miss a couple of the tidbits that Mel puts in there. Uh, here's a couple things that I take away from reading through what Mel wrote about each pick that I think is notable for Bears fans. One, I know that if you just say the Bears are going to take Caleb Williams, that means you're moving off of Justin Fields. And there's a lot of people in this city that are very upset at that. They don't want the Bears to move off of Justin Fields. There are a couple things, though, that I think Mel is hinting at that I think Bears fans, if you want Fields to stay, might be able to live with this idea of them moving on to Caleb Williams Mm -hmm. if the Bears were able to do what Mel is suggesting in the part where he's talking about Caleb Williams going to the bears. Mel then finishes with a paragraph where he points to the bears don't have ideal leverage to trade fields at this moment, but it only takes two suitors to create a market. And he says, remember the Cardinals traded Josh Rosen one year after drafting him number 10 overall. And they got a second round pick from the dolphins for Josh Rosen. Now bears fans, we know this, Justin Fields is a way better quarterback than Josh Rosen. So think about it. If that's the the basement of what you could get for Justin Fields, a second-round pick, okay, I would want more, but that's still doing pretty good, right? And then Mel continues on, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Bears get a first-rounder in return for Justin Fields. Now, let's be be real here. If you're a pro-Fields guy and I laid out that you could start over a quarterback clock with a perhaps more talented quarterback in Caleb Williams, and you get back a first-round pick for Justin Fields, I don't see how you can argue with us that the Bears should keep Fields. You see what I'm saying? Like, you no longer have a case. If you can get a first-round pick for Fields... Mm-hmm. a middle of the road quarterback at this moment mm-hmm. who people hope would turn into something, but he hasn't done it after three seasons. You can't argue with that anymore. You you don't have anything to come back at us with, right? Like if you could get a first round pick and get all this stuff, that's, that's a complete steal. So that's the first part. I would also point to, you mentioned the eighth pick and that's where Atlanta sits. And Mel goes on to say in the paragraphs about Atlanta and taking Dallas Turner that he didn't put a quarterback there. And he only has three quarterbacks in the top 10 of his mock draft. Mm -hmm. And what he's pointing to is that he wonders if a trade for Justin Fields from Atlanta might be the spot that Atlanta may want or be interested in Fields if and when they hire a new head coach. Yeah. Which they have not done so far. He also goes on to say that if the Falcons go with Jim Harbaugh, he would not be surprised to see JJ McCarthy go at that spot at eight. So there's a lot that like adds context to what Mel is pointing to. But if the Bears were able to get a first round pick for Justin Fields, you absolutely have to trade him, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. If you get, I would say, if you get offered Atlanta's second round pick at 43. You take it. You take that straight up. Give me that. Because you don't have a second-round pick right now, and you don't have a pick right now until 75. So you're sitting on your hands the whole rest of the first round, the beginning of the second day. You're watching all these guys come off the board while you're just sitting on your hands, and I don't think Ryan Poles is going to do that. So I think at minimum you're getting a second-round pick. And I think Atlanta makes a lot of sense, Um, you know, he does say, Mel does say that it makes more sense for J.J. McCarthy if they hire Harbaugh, which we don't know if that's yeah. going to happen. It seems like there are rumors circulating on Twitter that they're very close to a deal with uh, the Chargers in L.A., so that would kind of negate that. But, um, again, you don't know what's going to happen. I think that if you can get a second for Fields, awesome. If you can get a first, drive him to the airport. Like, help him start, help him pull up Zillow and, and, and find him a house. In, uh, in, in Atlanta, if you have to. I mean, if you get a first-round pick for Justin Fields, and it's the eighth pick, and you could take, you could then take Dallas Turner and Roma Dunze? Are you kidding me? You're getting a your quarterback you hope for the future. You're getting the best edge rusher in the draft, and you're getting one of the best wide receivers in the draft. Right there. Top ten. Three top ten picks.
1: You want to talk about duplicating what the Lions are doing, where they have a stacked roster both lines, position players, a team that's going to the NFC championship game this weekend against the 49ers. I mean, if Ryan Poles was able to pull that off, and I know that we're talking hypotheticals and we're mm-hmm. talking about a, a mock draft 1.0 for Mel kuyper Jr., and we're sitting here on January 23rd. But if Ryan Poles was able to pull all of that off, trade fields for a number one pick, draft the quarterback that he wants, Whoever that is, if it's Jaden Daniels, Drake May, Caleb Williams, whoever that quarterback is, get the guy and then also add pieces firepower for that quarterback after adding DJ Moore last year. I mean, that would be masterful work if he was able to pull that off. I would say the only problem is everyone in the NFL knows that that's what the Bears are going to be angling to do. Mm -hmm. But as Mel says, you only need two teams that are interested to create a market. And Justin Fields is not a bad quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what get, gets lost in translation in all of this debate about the Bears quarterback situation is that Fields is not bad. He's a decent quarterback. He's played some really good games. He's also struggled at times. And the question is whether or not the ceiling is there that we thought it would be when he was drafted in the first place. And I think the fact that it's taken so long for him to kind of really uh, get to that point as a starting quarterback is why I'm willing to see if there's someone else out there that you could draft who makes quicker decisions in the pocket. Yeah. Because like fields has all the tools. It's just something doesn't click. Something isn't there when you see fields and you see pressure in his face and you see what NFL defenses are doing to him. It's like he's a, he's a step slow when coming up with how to uh, react to what, smart uh, defensive minds are throwing at him. And I know not all quarterbacks are able to do that, but I think what we've seen over the course of time in the, in these playoffs with Jordan Love, with CJ Stroud, is if a young guy gets it, he gets it quick. Mm-hmm. And the decision-making is there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I've definitely shifted my opinion from, hey, they can win with fields to... I think they should find a guy who can make quick decisions in the pocket and then make the throws because that guy's going to help the offense more than just the super athletic player who we hope figures it out.
2: No, and I, I agree with you 100%. I think that we've seen enough that if the if we know what Justin's floor is, right, and this was the point that um, I believe that Greg Olson made to Waddle and Sylvie yesterday. If you know what his floor is, and this quarterback that you bring in's floor is at least what Justin Fields' floor is, then you, you make the change. Because I would say that right now the ceiling for Caleb Williams or one of these quarterbacks, we don't know what it is. So it's higher just because we don't know what it is. I mean, we've seen, the fl- we've seen what he can do in college. We've seen all the analysts. We've heard the comparisons to Patrick Mahomes. You know, the way, when he, the way he looked when he came out of college. Not saying that Caleb Williams is going to go to six NFC Championship games when he gets here automatically, but the way that Mahomes looked coming out of college is the way that that Caleb is being compared. He's saying that's how he looked. So take a chance on him. I don't see how you could stick with Fields at this point when you have that out there. Also, it doesn't necessarily have to be the Falcons. Just Mm -hmm. going through, like the Raiders, in Mel's draft here, it says that they're, not, they're moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo, most likely. Aiden O'Connell did not look good in his few starts. They're going to need a quarterback. They have the pick right after Atlanta in the second round, so you could get 44 from Las Vegas. That wouldn't be horrible. I would do that if they called. Um, but there's not really... I don't see a lot of teams that would move on from their quarterback to Justin Fields besides Atlanta and... Las Vegas, right now. 312 3776.
1: We've laid out the scenario for Mel Kuiper Jr. Mock draft 1.0. The Bears take Caleb Williams. They get Roma Dunze with the ninth pick. And could they trade Justin Fields for a first rounder? What do you think of that, Bears fans? Give us a call 312 332 Your call is next.
0: Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. 312
1: 332 3776, Bleck and Abdallah, hanging out with you here on ESPN 1000. Download the app, ESPN Chicago app, and then also watch us on YouTube. Abdallah, before we get to the phone calls, we have a lot of phone calls at want to talk bears. Uh, personally, I'm battling my second head cold You are. in the last month. Don't get me sick, uh, So I went two straight weeks where I had a, a terrible cold that everyone at the station had. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like a kennel cough. Uh, everyone here at the, the station had it. I, yeah, well, It was Peggy that brought it in, right? Uh-huh. And then uh, so everyone at the station had it. I had that for two weeks. Then I was good for a week. I like go on vacation Mexico. for a week. I was great. Wonderful. 80 degree weather beautiful everything's great yeah and i come back here to this place now i get i understand how germs work the cold weather didn't create the cold you got
2: sick in mexico bro i
1: probably got my head cold from my wife but point being i now have this again for the second time in the last four weeks
2: you gotta get your immunity checked bro i'm good are you you're sick all the time now not all the time you've been sick twice in the last month yeah, that's, this is what I'm saying, yes.
1: And I, I've been around your kid and, no. and your kids' friends. My kids,
2: no, my kid's fine. Nieces and nephews? My kid's fine. Well, I'm just saying, I, since then, since
1: when I was healthy, I was at a kid's party there for were no, you. There were two other kids at the party.
2: Well, you he, didn't, you he, didn't touch
1: them. Here's what I was thinking about today. I want to know this. Uh, I want to know this. Mm-hmm. When you get a head cold, I'm just talking strictly your standard run-of-the-mill basic operating head cold,
2: mm-hmm.
1: how much would you pay to get either a pill or a shot that would eliminate the head cold instantly? Or if it, you feel it coming on, you could take, say, a pill or take a shot and it immediately goes away. Like, okay. what? what's the threshold? Because right now, the way I feel is the second time in, in four weeks, I would pay easily like three hundred dollars today Ooh, to not have to deal with money this. bags. I'm just, I'm just saying, like if
2: you if there was a magic a bottle of Dayquil running you like ten bucks. It doesn't. Uh, didn't you see the news like a month ago? No, that stuff's real. Yeah, ty- acetaminophen is real.
1: Dayquil doesn't do anything. It, it just the suppresses. Body it, it helps the body. It ache. suppresses what it is. It doesn't eliminate the cold. How
2: much is an orange these
1: days? I'm not bought. Like right now, I don't need a Dayquil. I just need it to be done. Yeah, eat an orange, bro. Get some vitamin C. So, lab so what, all day. what's your what's your threshold?
2: Uh if so, so you're saying the second I feel a tickle, yeah, I can go to my nearest Walgreens, whatever urgent care, and they go, "Here you go, pal," but you got to pay for it. Yeah, so you have to pay for it, and I wouldn't get sick. Like the sickness would cease to exist. Yeah, yeah, it, it's eliminated instantly.
1: The moment you take the pill, you digest it a little food, you, you get it going in your system. Gone, mm-hmm. cold's gone. You take a shot. Maybe it's. Maybe it's just a shot. You get on Amazon, you take
2: the shot instantly. I'm gone. not buying shots on Amazon. Well, well if it's this new cold eliminator, then perhaps you're into it. Walgreens maybe, not Amazon. Who knows what it is? Uh, I would probably pay Instantly gone. Sniffles
1: gone. Sore throat gone. Head cold gone. How much would you pay for that? I would I think like at least two hundred to three hundred bucks. I would do that. Probably two hundred bucks. Probably two hundred. Like it because, like it's more it's more than like a hundred, right? Yeah, it's gotta be more than a hundred. So but but it's less than like a thousand. Yeah, it's not
2: five hundred. Like I'm, I'm not paying a thousand dollars to get past a head cold. No, I'm not paying five hundred bucks. I'm paying I think it would be tiered pricing, right? I think you would get like I think it would be like a hundred and fifty for a head cold, two hundred to two hundred and fifty for the flu. No, no, see
1: these those are different strands. This is just only for the head cold because we were talking with Travis Wacker upstairs, he works in our marketing department. And Travis said, well, what if it's COVID? Well, th- that's a different thing. Yeah,
2: COVID, no, 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 no.
1: I'm talking strictly the run-of-the-mill I'm not paying. Cold. I'm not paying to get good rid of COVID. Good
2: old-fashioned head cold. That's I'm it. The, I'm taking the five days off for COVID.
1: Well, I'm just saying, good old-fashioned head cold. That's all we're eliminating. <laughs> this isn't some, like, disease. This isn't... No, I want tiered pricing.
2: Stuff. Um, Probably too... Ugh. See, a head cold is just inconvenient. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's why
1: it's like... I could just deal with it, yeah, I mean it it hurts what we do for a living because I probably sound like absolute garbage right now right uh, but I, I, it's not like 20 bucks no I've paid more than that. well, does
2: insurance cover it?
1: No, okay, it's out of pocket
2: Ugh. I don't like that <laughs> I think, I think two fifty bucks I is a good uh the extra fifty has me I would say two hundred. Two hundred is my threshold, I think. Depends, because you never know. Two hundred is the threshold. It could be twenty-four well, hours. It could be seventy-two hours. It could be all week. You well, don't I mean, know? Think about it. you have a big event coming up. Yeah, that's. See, that's the thing. Like, I feel like there are you
1: times you feel a head cold coming on. You oh, take yeah. it, boom, you're ready to go. Like, here's, here's Abdullah, ready to walk down the
2: aisle. Like, you or here's got a it Ready at, to give a big presentation. Uh, you spent all of the holidays sick because the first time you yeah. got sick was over the holidays. Yeah, and that's miserable. All of your vacation oh, time—it mi- was miserable, right? I
1: was, you're right. It was, and Christmas and Christmas Eve—they yeah. were totally ruined because I was—I had a head cold. It was awful. I would have definitely paid for that.
2: Yeah, that—that that I agree with you because I don't feel like I would pay for it every single time. I feel like you would have to be around like events, you know, like I got a big week coming up, the week before like a big like uh, concert or festival, or like you said, like if I'm going to a wedding yeah. or if I'm going on vacation, you know. Maybe i just take it preemptively before I go on vacation just to knock anything out. Charlie Bevins and uh, Justin
1: Pottinger are producing tonight's show. Guys, what would you pay for a pill and or shot that would eliminate the head cold? Well, you throw out 300 That's That's putting a dent in my situation. <laughs> so I would say like, because I was sick for, I swear, like a month when I got this thing. So I would pay like 80 bucks for it. <laughs> 80
2: bucks. All right. That, that's fair. I'm not paying for any of this. I mean, just drink some water, man. You're fine. I, I have more. have an orange juice. Have an OJ. Yeah. I get some, some vitamin C. Just drink a little water. I'm not paying over See, 200. See, what's funny is when I was Charlie and Pottinger's age, I didn't have health insurance. So I was flying fast and loose. <laughs> and me like, please don't get sick or hit by a car. It's going to be super expensive. It's, be careful. That's the motto. <laughs>
1: guys, I'm warning you now. If you get strep and you go to the hospital, like the ER with strep, and they give you the shot, it will cure you oh, almost yeah. instantly. It will cost a lot of money. Oh, yeah, dude. A lot of it's money. expensive. All right. 312-332-3776. <laughs> John in Addison Park. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, John? Hey, guys. How are you? We're all right. What's up?
3: Good, I had a quick question. Um, you know, I, for those of us that are a little older and are tired of waiting for Justin Fields and waiting for uh, Mitch and waiting for this number one quarterback we're going to draft, What um, I heard people talk a couple weeks ago about Justin Herbert and, uh,
4: you know, the, um,
3: the hell that they're in as far as all their salaries there. If Harbaugh goes to San Diego wants to bring in his own quarterback, if they were going to give up Herberts, what would that cost the Bears? Would that be a straight for the number one pick, or would there be extras in one direction or the other?
2: Well, John, I, I, don't, call know, John. Uh, I don't know if that's possible, because I think that uh, Harbaugh might like Justin Herbert more than he likes his own kids. Um, so he lo- like that's the main reason he wants to go to the Chargers, is because of that. Now, to answer John's question, flip it. If, they go to, if he goes to Atlanta, maybe it's more likely that you trade Justin Fields there because they don't have a quarterback. But I don't think there's a world where Harbaugh trades Herbert. I don't think there's a world where the Chargers trade Herbert. I mean, yeah, Herbert, I, agree. We, I think we said it a few weeks ago, it's much easier to find a coach that can get the best out of Herbert than there is yeah. to find another Justin Herbert. He's
1: a top-five quarterback. Easily. He's not moving. No. The only way he is moving from the Chargers is if he forces a trade,
2: for sure. Like I, like I would Rogers. say, like at least probably three first round picks, right? Three first round picks, yeah, for sure, at least. But he's not moving
1: now. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. is blocking Abdallah. We're talking football with you.
0: Chicago's Home for Sports on FM 100.3 HD2 the ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000 this is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago Chicago's Home for Sports it's Black and Abdallah follow us
1: on the ground at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago this is Chicago's Home for Sports ESPN 1000 We'll take one of your phone calls. We're talking about the Bears. The NFL draft. Mel Kiper Jr. has his first mock draft on ESPN.com. He has the Bears selecting Caleb Williams. First overall, we'll take your calls on what the Bears should do at the quarterback position. You know, Cap was listening to our conversation about head colds. Cap's with me. He would easily pay. He says he would pay $500 to eliminate a head cold. Yeah. He's also all about the tiered pricing. He said he, he I told COVID you. COVID 2K. He, 2K.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. I tell he's listening right now. I'm taking the 5 days off. For the for the COVID? Yeah. You want to risk it with the COVID? No, I'm not risking it. I'm just not going to get the uh I'm not going to take a shot to get rid of it. I'll just stay I'll just stay <laughs> home and watch movies for a few days. Isaac in Colorado listening
1: on the ESPN Chicago app. What's up, Isaac? What's up,
4: Black Abdallah? Woo! Good to have you both back. Hi, Isaac. What's Thank up, man? For hey. the number one hey, show in man. Colorado. Dude, you so are. Now, not in Denver, but up in Keystone. You're all, all right. over the
1: place. Nice. All the airways. Hell yeah.
4: Uh, well, I just wanted to say a quick thing about the cold. So, is it pain to never have a cold again or
1: just to get rid of that
4: no, one No, just
2: cold? to get rid of that one specific well, when you have it. Yeah,
1: but Isaac, like Abdal laid out, if you feel the tickle, you could take the pill or shot, mm-hmm. and it would pre- preemptively eliminate the cold.
4: Ooh, uh, I'd probably just work through the cold, I think. <laughs> I mean, I guess I got sick time now to burn, so, you know.
2: I got sick maybe, time to uh, burn.
4: Maybe when I was a kid or college or whatever, sure. maybe I'd pay for something, but I kind of enjoy I guess I don't have kids, so that might have changed. That might change my opinion, but. Yeah, I was thinking get rid of a cold forever, because I would
1: pay a fortune for that. Oh, but. yeah, like never again in your life do you have to deal yes. with it? I can oh, see
4: that.
2: A one-time a one a one-time fee to eliminate the head cold? You know how much that would be, man? If they had a shot, then you would never get a cold if, or flu again? What, what if they did it? It's
1: like the shots you got when you are a kid for, like, the measles. Well, I mean... I
4: I mean, conspiracy right? theory, they probably don't have Don't you take one shots as a super kid? Rich people no, I understand
2: that. But, I mean, listen, then you're... you're, See, you're... Isaac's right. Do you ever see any of these super rich people with head colds?
1: No. You don't? Dude. You, you know ever why? see Tom Dude. Cruise on these talk shows with a head cold? They drink it never orange, happens. They drink orange juice. Oh, well, it's <laughs> probably because they cancel. But I, I'm Uh-oh. just saying, you never yeah,
2: see they it. they cancel,
1: it, yeah.
2: No. All right, so don't I got a fair question for
1: you.
4: Go ahead, Isaac. So, anyway, yeah, I've been hearing a lot of talk about the quarterbacks. And one thing I don't like hearing, although maybe it's just semantics, is it's like you get the people who are like, Justin Fields is the guy, he's the guy. And it sounds like it was the same with Trubisky. It's like, oh, he's the guy no matter what. It's got to be a different coach or different something. And it's like, why can't it just be whoever is going to win a Super Bowl for the Bears? Like, whoever that guy is, it doesn't matter. If it's Justin, hell yeah, let's get behind him. If it's yeah. Whoever they draft, like, it's just got to be the right guy. And I'm just curious because I know you guys watch a lot of college football and you study these quarterbacks some. I'm sure you'll study them more. But if, let's say, you each were in Ryan Pohl's shoes, would you draft Caleb Williams at one? Are you guys both sold on him as being that generational of a talent? Or do you think that this is kind of a another – Time where people are just saying that and then it ends up being he's not going to be worth it. Like, I'm just curious to get your guys' opinion. But anyway, love your show. Yeah. Shout out from Keystone, Colorado. Black and Abdallah, number one.
1: Thanks, Isaac. <laughs> Thanks, Isaac. Have a great night, man. Appreciate it. I, I'd say this. Uh, my assessment on Caleb Williams, two years ago when he won the Heisman, he was generational talent, performing at the highest level. And his team was winning games. Last season his stats were really good. 68% completion percentage, 30 mm-hmm. touchdowns, five interceptions, he threw for 3600 yards. He didn't win the Heisman and USC didn't win as many of games as they they expected to. And in some of those losses it felt as a USC fan watching those games like Caleb was just out there doing his own thing. Getting mad at teammates on the sidelines. Uh, Going back and forth with coaches, with Lincoln Riley, communication issues, burning timeouts, false starts, you know, stuff, procedural stuff that a quarterback needs to be in charge of, Mm -hmm. running the offense. It seemed like from last year to this year, he got worse at that stuff. Now, with everything that's come out, do you blame Lincoln Riley and the USC program? They're not very good perhaps Lincoln Riley is a bit of a fraud. I mean, it is possible that he's a guy who can coach up a quarterback, really coach no one else. Yeah. So it is possible that USC was just really bad. And Caleb Williams was the only bright spot. And he struggled in some of those games, you know, notably the Notre Dame game in the first half, he was so careless with the football. The reason they got blown out was because of the decisions he was making throwing the football away into double and triple coverage and not taking care of the football. That's on Caleb Williams, but he's a generational talent. I don't think you can deny that the stuff that he does in the highlights and what he did two years ago. It was incredible football.
2: Yeah, I I think also when you look at it from that angle, you can see that. Yeah, Lincoln Riley's not good. It's possible. Cliff Kingsbury also not that great. Right? right. I now agree if you come you. here and you have a solid defense like the Bears do. They ended the season with a top 10 defense it was top five defense, top 10 defense by pretty much every metric. And you have a structure around you with a good offense like Shane Waldron's bringing in. I'm reading now a quote um, from I just had it. Where'd it go? Damn it. Uh, from Jeremy Fowler, Seahawks. What pass- just happened? There? I, I, my my Twitter refreshed and it went all the way to the bottom of the screen. Uh, Seahawks passing game coordinator Sanjay Lal interviewed today with Bears for their offensive uh, staff position. Lal was with new OC Shane Waldron in Seattle, and this is a quote from DK Metcalf: He pushed me to be a great receiver, broke down routes like I've never heard before. So if you're setting up the structure yeah. for a quarterback to be successful, with DJ Moore with insert new wide receiver here, probably Roma Dunze or Malik neighbors, right? Then you're setting him up for success, right? He's coming in as a rookie, yes, but also coming in to a good situation. This isn't the Panthers where everything is a mess. This isn't Washington where they're completely rebuilding. This isn't the Patriots where they've got a whole new staff. This is a team that won seven games, that has an established defense, that has an established culture from Matt Eberflus. Whether you like him or not, the players have bought in. We've talked to a lot of players on that defensive side of the ball; they've all bought in. They love Eberflus. The offensive st- side of the ball love Eberflus. Getzey, they were very vocal about, and now he's gone. And now, bringing in Shane Waldron, you have someone that runs a modern NFL system that will cater that has always catered and gotten the best. ...out of their quarterbacks, right? He got the best out of... Um, out of, ...in Seattle. So what's to say that he can't come here... ...and get what we saw two years ago... ...from Caleb Williams... ...than what we saw last year? And,
1: and that's why my opinion on Williams... ...and his fit with the Bears... ...has changed... ...based on the improvements... ...of the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. At USC... ...this past season... They had no defense. In fact, their secondary was allergic from tackling. Mm-hmm. That's how bad they were. I'm not kidding. They're, the first coach that got fired from the staff when the season ended was the secondary coach and all the defensive people. They, they were so bad on the defensive side. 90th in defensive efficiency last season, USC was. And the reason you bring, I'm bringing that up to you in this conversation is was that any time USC did not score, their defense was then giving up points. Therefore, Caleb Williams had to play a brand of football last season where it was we have to score touchdowns on every possession to try and win the game. Yeah, The Bears don't have that situation. We have a, a defense that's improving, that's heading towards top 10, that's changing games, making a difference. You put Caleb Williams onto the team that was playing good football at the end of this season. If he makes those quick decisions, he can learn to take care of the ball, and we see some of those highlight flashes, I mean, that's a winning team. Mm-hmm. That's that's what. The improvement that Eberflus and that defense has had has led me down the path of thinking, if you nail this quarterback position with someone other than Fields, this team is going to be a playoff team next season.
2: Yeah, they, they have to be. You have to be a playoff team because if you do what – we think they're going to do, and take Caleb Williams and take a wide receiver. That addresses the holes on uh, on your offense right there. You're going to take a center somewhere. More, maybe you, you don't draft one. Maybe you sign one in free agency with your mountain of money that you have. They're ninth right now, I believe, as far as cap space goes, and that's before they cut Eddie Jackson and all that kind of stuff. So they're going to have some money to spend. Um, you add a center, and then on the other side of the ball, you use a second-round pick that you get for Justin Fields. Maybe you draft your edge rusher there. Maybe you get your three technique. You're going to have to draft another safety to, take up, to make up to the, uh, the area for, uh, to take over for um, Eddie Jackson. And then you still have more money to spend. So this has to be a playoff team. And here's the other thing. Maybe we're just not there yet in the draft cycle. But I don't see any debate over who should be number one.
1: No, right now it's... it's There's none. You know, Mel points out in his mock draft they released today on ESPN.com that he is finally putting Daniels over May. Based on what Jane Daniels was able to do this previous season. Mm-hmm. Other, otherwise, he would have had May all the way up in, to this point. But now he has replaced number two. He's flopped two and three. Yeah, But there is no conversation who number one is.
2: No, it's it's Caleb Williams. And that's it. And the problem is now, you are Ryan Poles, and you have to look at what C.J. Stroud is doing for the Texans. And you have to look at what Jordan Love. I know he's not a rookie, but this is his first full year starting and look and see that and see the Lions in the NFC Championship game and say, I got to to do something fast because this ain't it. And so that's why it's pretty clear to me what they're going to do. We have the song of the night coming up next.
0: Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. I'd like you to meet someone who's really special. It's Black and Abdallah. A real inspiration.
1: Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. How will people react to the song of the night tonight? Oh, not
2: ah. Uh... Probably not great Yeah The the way people are reacting to other things Oh I feel like it's not going to get a good reaction What other things are they reacting to? People in boots and whatnot People in boots? Booths Booths. Boots. boots Booths You got a cold in your ears too? No Booths Booths You know, like sweets and whatnot Yeah People aren't happy Got it so I don't think they're going to like this either. All right. We'll get to that in, in just a second. Randy in
1: Seattle listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Randy, what's up? Oh, boys. Hello, sir. So
3: <clears throat> totally agree <clears throat> with your opening dialogue or monologue on, um, how can Justin Fields fans not see the logic and the argument and, Chris, bless you, but they're not going to see it because they don't want (laughs) to hear it. (laughs) Um, I don't know what else to say other than you can make the most logical and compelling argument, and they will go, yeah, but. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah, but it was Luke Getze. Yeah, but it was the offensive line. Yeah, but he didn't have any receivers his first year or last year. Uh, before D.J. Moore came around. And they're just not going to see it, my friend. Uh, it's, I'm tired of hitting my head against the wall trying to understand the logic. Um, that, you know Because it's like I said on Carmen and last week. You know, the difference between a B player and an A player is the A player makes the shot most of the time and the B player makes it occasionally. And we see the occasional throw from Justin Fields and we say, yeah, that was a nice throw. But then it doesn't come around again. And my other thing that I'm firmly convinced of with Justin, I'm totally on board with you guys. After three years, you know, say goodbye, new quarterback, get the salary cap clock running again, the control. And But Justin is not going to win you games in the fourth quarter. He's not that guy. Okay? He hasn't done it. when. It, and at this point, you, you quit – Buying into, quote-unquote, what his potential is or might be. Yeah, we see it occasionally. But after three years, we don't see it often enough. And I, you just can't move forward with him. It's time to cut and
1: move on. Thanks for the call, Randy. Appreciate you. Betcha. And I, I think what Randy's saying there is, like, isn't resetting that quarterback clock the, the easiest way to get back or get to the point that San Francisco is at. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's how they've solved their quarterback situation in a roundabout way, but they've essentially done the exact same thing, resetting the clock. I know that Brock Purdy was a number one pick, but by finding that guy and not refusing to settle for that quarterback, whoever that was, Garoppolo, Lance, yeah. whoever the guy was, mm-hmm. They have a
2: stacked roster with a quarterback on a rookie deal. Well, how about do And what, that, and then that's how you win big. Do it's, what the Seahawks did. I know Shane Waldron wasn't there during the Legion of Boom and when Russell Wilson was there and they were very very good. They were successful in everything, right? Like do that. Russell Wilson was on a rookie deal. He wasn't supposed to be the starter when he came into camp. He took the job. Now, I'm not saying you're going to bring in competition for Caleb Williams. He should get all the reps and you should name him the starter. Like that yeah. should be the guy. But you have an opportunity now where you have a lot of cap space. You want a better offensive line? Okay, go get go get a center. You want a three technique on your defensive line? Okay, go get one. And like this just keeps moving forward for the next four years if you draft him. If you draft him this year, you have four years until you need to pick up the fifth-year option. That's going to be relatively cheap. And then in five years, you're like, okay, then you make the same decision that you're trying to with Justin Fields. And I think it's pretty obvious that – you you've made your decision. Is it going to be that hard to find a quarterback that can hit the heights that Fields has hit to this point? No,
1: I mean he's played an average quarterback, right? Yeah, like the average level of quarterback mm-hmm. through three years. Yep. If it takes the next guy three years to get to that point, then that guy's not the guy either. Mm-hmm. But it's taken three years to only get to there. All right, a very controversial song of the night. I don't Come think it's Turn
0: up the I, it's, volume and I don't, don't think don't people touch are going to be happy. I don't care. I think it's, think it's time a banger. For it. what dial? There, this there, comes on no in a bar? Yeah, it's just an. Exp- ah, never mind. Just crank
2: the volume
1: because it's time for Bleck and Abdullah's
0: Song of the Night. Yo, later.
1: Tonight we go to the Spice Girls. Yo!
0: I want my future Forget
2: Spice Girls Wannabe other than it being a fantastic pop song. People are not going to be happy no, with No, I this. think a lot of people are. There's only like two or three people that don't like it.
1: Alright, here's how we got to this song tonight. If we go to January 23rd of 1998. So this song came out in 1996. Wannabe from the Spice Girls. It's your song tonight. 1998, on this date, January 23rd, the Spice Girls released their movie Spice World in theaters Across North America.
2: Yeah. That weekend, it set a record for the highest weekend ever for a movie that released on Super Bowl weekend because this was actually Super Bowl weekend in 1997, Uh, if you can believe that. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, So it set the record for that. Uh, It got horrible reviews. It is not a good movie by any means. I don't think I've ever seen it. I've seen it because I have, What's I have a young, plot? I have a younger sister. I have no idea. I don't remember what the plot was. The Scary Spice go missing. I just remember the 40 Spice have to. The... I just remember that. I, I I didn't want to listen to them, but I was not opposed to watching them when I was at that formative age in 1997. Of 13, Spice of thirteen years old. You can't argue there, dude. Posh. Baby, Ginger.
0: Baby! <laughs> what?
2: Yeah, that's her name. No, I know, but <laughs> I'm talking about your preference. You I Yeah, any of, any
1: of those. Any of those. You gotta, you gotta, you
0: gotta
1: Spice Girls, Wannabe. It's your song <laughs> of the night. <laughs> that was a baby fan.
2: Hey, why not?
4: want to be my lover i want to rock hey turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for <laughs>
0: what dial there's there's no dial on my phone yeah it's just an exp-
1: ah never mind
0: Press the positive
4: because it's time really? for yeah. black and abdallah's
1: song
0: Good. of the night yo later. we'll
1: be back in two minutes
0: this is black and abdallah on espn chicago chicago's home for sports